Welcome back to Glitchcast, episode number seven. Seven. Ooh. Lucky number seven. Man, just constantly Cranking through these it. out. We're just pros by now. <clears throat> not really. No, not, not at all. Not at all. As you can tell by this introduction. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Austin Linsmeyer. That's Andy Lavelle. You back with movies, TV talk. And Stranger Things talk, which is the most important thing this week, but that'll be at the end. Let's start off with some movie news. Quentin Tarantino has finished the script for his ninth movie, which is I spo- supposed to be his last one, or is it supposed to be ten movies that he's quitting? I don't know, but I feel like this that's just a ploy, and he's just still going to make movies forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he finished the script for his ninth, ninth movie, and it is about the Manson family murders, kind of... Just, like, more the time period, I think, though. Because what I've read about it is that it's going to be very Pulp Fiction-y, where it's a bunch of different stories sort of Mm. just by themselves somewhat intertwining. Um, I can see that, yeah. So I don't know if literally Charles Manson will even be in the movie. Yeah, like, is he casting Charles Manson in this movie? Yeah. Also kind of weird because Tarantino likes to do these, like, historical reimaginings, you know, like with Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. This feels like something that probably shouldn't do a reimagining with. No, kind of a sensitive subject. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, if anybody can do it, it's him. I mean, I love this guy. I know you do too. I wasn't the biggest fan of his last one, but everything else, like I, I've loved. Yeah, Hateful Eight was. Uh, Sorry. A bit long. I'm the, one of the weird people that really didn't love Pulp Fiction either, but everything else he's touched, I love. Yeah, I agree. I actually think Reservoir Dogs is better than Pulp Fiction. I agree. So, Lock it up. Great yeah. statement by Glitch Up. There we go. Glad we can agree on that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it should be interesting. I, there's really nothing more that's happening in the talks. Apparently, he wants Leo to be in it, I guess. He wrote in parts for like all the main people that he usually has in his movies. Yeah. So, obviously, Samuel Jackson will fit in there somehow. Oh, of course. Um, but apparently, Leo he wrote a part for Leo... I don't know if Leo's going to be able to find a time to shoot this. So <laughs> He'll make time for Tarantino. Yeah. If he ever stops doing stuff with uh, Scorsese. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, yeah. that's. Sh- I mean, I imagine that will shoot pretty soon and then come out next year or in the yeah. next two years. What We Do in the Shadows, the vampire mockumentary movie uh, from Taika Waititi, who just directed Thor Ragnarok. We have repped a- this movie quite a bit. Yeah, if you've been listening. <laughs> yeah, a TV show spinoff is in development. Thoughts? Um, I think we discussed this a few weeks ago. We thought it was going to be a spinoff of the kind of the cops in the movie, the blum- blundering cops that <clears throat> have to deal with paranormal, spooky stuff. And I thought that would have been hilarious because they were pretty good in the movie. But apparently, it's about the werewolves, and it's called Werewolves, Werewolves, Werewolves. Which is awesome as well. Like, I'm down for either of these. Obviously, I love the main werewolf. Uh, what is his name? Like, Rise Darby, I think, if I'm saying it yeah. correctly. From, yeah. Did I say that right? From, um, God, the show that I just finished. Jesus Christ, why am I blanking? Flight of the Concords. I, I'm totally, totally in that this is apparently the direction they're heading. Hell yes. Are they doing a movie on top of this, or is it just... I don't know. Team. Every time he talks about it, it's, I feel like it's different. I think now that Thor is doing so well, he like has the autonomy to do whatever he wants. And yeah, we'll get into another new story actually about Taika Waititi here next. But he's him and Jordan Peele are just all over the place now. They make one hit movie or whatever. 
and it's just going insane. They're putting their names on everything. Yeah, I've seen him all over interviews and stuff. Uh, he's he's blown up. Well yeah. deserved. Oh in no, my opinion. I, totally, I agree. Uh, yeah. So actually, let's just hop into the next one. Takeaway TT developing a Nazi comedy film. <laughs> Jeez, this guy is gonna get some work. He is hilarious. I have heard Thor is hysterical. We'll be reviewing that next. So anything comedy, all in on this guy. Definitely. I did see um, there were like people on Reddit talking about they're like, well, Mel Brooks made a movie about like the Holocaust or World War Two or something, and it was funny, and he was a Jew, so Taika Waititi's mom was a Jew, so that means that he should be allowed to do this. What? It was like, what? Did, how? What does that even mean? Like, what is that kind of reasoning? Just let him they're do it because he's hilarious. Yeah, what? they're like jumping through these rabbit. Oh my god, just insanity. But it will be interesting to see how that kind of humor that he has connects with like this historical setting like that. I mean, he did, in what we do in the shadows, he did a lot of, like, culturally, like, race-related jokes, and I feel like they landed and they were funny, so I think I think he can approach it with the right kind of, P, like, PC-ness, but not PC-ness. He actually wrote, um, what was that movie called? One of the latest Pixar movies. Moana. He mm, wrote, like, yeah. the first script for that. Mm-hmm. Like, Disney asked him to do it, and apparently it was, like, really, like, Pacific Islander- like cultural problems mm-hmm. and stuff in it, and then they were like, "Ah, we really? Don't know if that'll we don't know if that'll stretch to everyone. Let's uh, bring on like Lin Manuel Miranda and all these yeah. other people to like Interesting. make it a little bit more baseline." But <clears throat> I mean, he clearly knows racial topics. Well, I've heard he like is an activist for like indigenous rights of yeah. like New Zealand and like Australia and stuff. So like, guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, he, he's clearly a, a good director. Thor is doing really well, so. All in on, on this good. Yeah. Be on the lookout for a million more things that they'll probably mm-hmm. plaster his name on here. Um, speaking of Disney, Disney, this this sort of died down yesterday. Actually, it rose yesterday and then died down immediately. Disney and Fox were in talks for Disney to buy out 21st Century Fox. So Fox wanted to essentially sell off all their um, movie properties. Mm-hmm. And keep like news and sports to themselves, but give everything else to Disney. Um, that would have been huge, specifically for like the superhero aspect, because Fox owns a lot of Marvel properties, yeah. and obviously Disney owns Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Yeah. So being able to have that probably would have just been insanity. Although would have been interesting how they would have taken something like Deadpool or Logan that were these sort of progressive superhero movies that were r-rated and put it under a disney banner which doesn't that seem would like look that would strange work. um but those talks they're dead i'm sure they'll pick up again at some point but that would have been insane that would have just been absurd yeah disney's hungry man getting lucasfilm marvel like they are hungry so we'll we'll see who they go after next or if, if these resume but that that's crazy if we would have been so we would have been able to see like what, X-Men back in the Marvel Universe? Yep. Stuff like that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. not a fan of uh, Disney buying everything, but, yeah. like, at least, like, it's just so weird to see, like, Fox. You would think that they're, like, a big enough company that they don't need to be bought out by <laughs> Disney, <laughs> right. but, phew, Jesus, who knows? Who knows what's going on at Fox? <laughs> True. Fair point. Another Disney movie, God, everything is just connected here in, uh... 
in topics and ownership and all that shit. Uh, John Favreau, who remade The Jungle Book into a live-action CGI sort of blended movie to pretty good success, is making a live-action E Lion King remake. Yep. Although I think it's just going to be sort of that Jungle Book CGI stuff that is live action, even though it's not really live action. Um, the voice cast for that came out. There's been some people that have been on for a while. I'll give you the the big hitters here. So we got Donald yeah, Glover. Let's talk about these guys. There's some really good stuff here. Yeah, Donald Glover as Simba. That's been out for a while. Awesome. Beyonce as Nala. Awesome. Duh. I'm not the biggest Beyonce, <laughs> but I think that's good casting. It's going to put asses in seats. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. James Earl Jones is back as Mufasa. Good. Yes. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to be Scar. I really like that one. I like that a lot as well. Uh, him as a villain in Serenity. Have you seen the Serenity movie for yeah. Firefly? I love yeah. that. I'm sure he can pull off the voice. That's that's a great cast. <clears throat> yeah, it does suck that Jeremy Irons isn't back for it, but I do think he has a great voice. Yep. So even, even better. John Oliver is going to be Zazu. Love it. It works. He can he can pull it off. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy voice. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner are going to be Timon and Pumbaa. Love half of that. Hate the other half. I love Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. I don't really like this Billy Eichner guy in general. But Yeah, I think I think it works for Timon. Yeah. He's hectic and Yeah, just all over the neurotic. place. And that's basically all this actor does. Yeah. But yeah. um and then Eric Andre as Azizi and Keegan-Michael Key as Kamari. I think those are supposed to be, like, the hyenas, but they renamed them is they what must I, be, I yeah. saw online. I don't recognize this at all. kind of sucks that they renamed the hyenas if that's the case with these because, like, wasn't one of the hyenas' names, like, Ed? Yeah. And that's just, like, a hilariously dumb name for, Hilarious. like, they have all these African names and then yeah. just Ed. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Two unknowns for the young version of Nala and Simba. Yeah, I don't know what these uh, I don't know what these little kids are from, or if they've done anything else. But that's one hell of a cast. That yeah, it, and it, who's the uh, other freaky guy? Is that the guy who originally played him? I don't recognize I don't, him. I don't know John Caney Connie. I'll Google it. Yeah, I've I have no idea. I love all this. Beyonce, I just God, I just do not like Beyonce. At, I don't love her at either, all. Dude. Yeah. <sighs> I, I can't tell quick enough. Um, I the one thing that concerns me is I obviously I thought the the um, Jungle Book looked incredible, but it was kind of weird when they like sang and stuff. Like it looked weird, especially the the Christopher Walken song. I was like <laughs> something is off here. <laughs> so I think they'll take a different approach to the animation or the visual style to make it less off putting. Um, I mean, this is, this is a Lion King, so we'll really interested to see the, the visual direction they take this. The one thing that kind of bothers me about this is, like, with the Jungle Book, it was pretty technologically boundary pushing, mm-hmm. and that's, like, what made it so cool and kind of made it a warranted remake. This, mm-hmm. apparently, they're literally just remaking it shot by shot, like, <laughs> word for word, essentially. Really? Um, I don't even know if there's supposed to be new songs. So, hmm. uh, I, that's that kind of bothers me. But I mean, well, they're renaming the hyenas, so maybe they'll take some liberties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is summer 2019. So, oh, Jesus, oh, that is just gonna make a billion dollars. Oh yeah, 
Um, that is it for movie news this week. Uh, TV news. This is just my favorite news story that we've had thus far for TV news. The Orville has been renewed for season two by Fox, which means Andy has to watch season one. It's like if we had like a switchboard with a bunch of sound effects, that would be perfect because for five podcasts now, I've shit all over the show and said, if it gets renewed, I will watch season one. So in a couple podcasts from now, I will give you my review of The Oroville, a live action Star Trek spinoff helmed by Seth MacFarlane got renewed. So I'll be watching this. Shit. You're gonna you're gonna go for it like right away. You're not even gonna let it stew a little bit. Uh, I might as well just get it over with True. because who knows? Maybe I'll end up liking it. Seems like America does. So <laughs> good luck. Have fun. Um, can't wait to hear the hear your own review here. Mm-hmm. Westworld is going to return in spring of 2018. So that's about a year and a half after its first season. I did not like Westworld, so I legitimately am mad that this is happening (laughs) hold on hold on a second you didn't like westworld (laughs) no did you not like westworld because everybody was like westworld is amazing or did you really just not like westworld i really just did not like westworld it wasn't like going to tell me why the the new topic of this podcast is (laughs) us arguing about westworld i will say part of it might be because i was like one of the people that was like following along with theories throughout the season so like most people that predicted these things were like right yeah and so like that kind of spoiled it for me but even then i just like i didn't care about any of the characters because i knew all of them were gonna essentially come back if they died yeah i honestly do think following along with what people thought were the theories might have ruined it a little bit for me too yeah it sucks like i knew all the twists and people on the internet are just too damn good (laughs) so like season two might just stay away from reddit yeah, there's no way I'm I'm touching any sort of forums or anything for season yeah. two. And Let's I'll see watch how smart it. you and I really are. Yeah. See if we can figure it out. Yeah. And it's nice to see that, like, the human characters can die now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, honestly, that was, like, the biggest, I think the biggest problem for me was that, like, I couldn't become emotionally invested with any characters because they were never in any true danger if they were a human or if they were one of the robots they were just going to come there to be rebuilt and brought back. Yeah, so there are actual stakes in season 2 and shit goes down in the finale without spoiling too much, so. I did I did see another thing about this. Apparently, they shut down like production for like a week or something last week because uh one, like a guest actor they said fell and like hurt his head really bad and they're like it's pretty serious. So everyone was like trying to figure they were like is it like Anthony Hopkins? Is it ed harris because they said it was like an old actor too so i think i heard that too um god hopefully it wasn't those one of those two legends i I feel like if it was one of them something probably would have came out about it more than just sort of seeing like that little comment but agreed hopefully neither of them i need anthony hopkins to spout exposition to me in his voice in every transformers movie and dumb movie like that one of the best till the end of the time of all time yeah lord of the rings the famous, the best, I, I take right. it back, the Relax. best movie trilogy. <laughs> Relax. Um, Amazon and Warner Brothers are in talks for a series adaptation of Lord of the Rings based on just the entire back catalog. I don't think it's supposed to be like a remake of the books or anything, just sort of in that realm and in that world. 
apparently Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, is in the talks with this. He's like, this is like, he usually doesn't do that. Yeah. He leaves it to whoever the people running Amazon Studios are. He's in that shit right now. So that (laughs) points out pretty much how badly I think he wants this. Well, we've discussed this. They need their Game of Thrones. And this obviously has a following, a back catalog to pull from. I initially was like, are do not do this because like you can't the the trilogy is so great yeah they tried to do a little bit more with the hobbit and most people agree that was trash yeah not trash but not great yeah if they were like we're gonna bring all the characters you know and love back to life but we'd be all (laughs) mad but like pulling from the back catalog maybe a new story or retail like a very different take on the series could be cool yeah, it could be. I just, when, like, when I first saw the news, I was just kind of like, hmm, why? Why are we doing mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. They need their, they need a big hitter. They need a huge, like, genre epic to really sell, like, the Amazon TV side. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like, how would you do that, something like, original? They have the budget. Like, they, they know that a show like this can work. They could get that Game of Thrones money and make very cool visuals that could rival... The CG, at least from, you know, Fellowship. So as long as they're not trying to redo the same story we've already heard, why not? But yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather have something original. Or something, not even something original, but like something that hasn't been done before. A different IP or a different book series or something, you know? Yeah. Give me some Halo. Give me some Halo. (laughs) God. That's never going to, that's just forever dead. (laughs) Nielsen has figured out a way, I don't know how they figured this out, to track Netflix viewership numbers. They haven't been able to do it, and somehow they started doing it. And for Stranger Things 2, the opening three days received 15.8 million viewers, which is really good. Yeah. And that's not even accurate. Most people are thinking that it's probably more. Yeah, this is just an extrapolated small sample size. Yeah. So this is just an estimate, but that is a lot. A Apparently, lot. it's not even like it's not even counting streaming through like your laptop or like your smartphone or tablet or anything. It's just like strictly through like the TV. Oh, so, oh, like the adaptations mm-hmm. that they've plugged into like Comcast boxes and stuff. I think so, or like through uh, like a like a smart like TV smart, or something. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Which feels like it would be even more. It feels like it'd be like double that. Yeah. <laughs> if they included all that, which it, that like dwarfs so much other shit, and it kind of backs up Netflix's whole swing and dick talk about how they get more viewers than like Game of Thrones or HBO does. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, every person I know, pretty much, like I I'm not joking when I say ninety percent of the people I talk to Halloween weekend were watching this show. It's ridiculous, and obviously I'm talking to my peers, like, 65-year-old grandparents aren't watching this. <laughs> or They are. They might, I've talked to a few that are, yeah. but this everybody's watching the show, so go Netflix, go Stranger Things, and we're going to talk more about it. Yeah, just crazy numbers. Blows my mind, yeah. All right, that is it for all the news of the week. Let's talk about Amazon a little bit quick. I know you guys are probably annoyed of us uh, continuing bringing it up, but got to do it. Got to do it. How much easier would it be for us to run this podcast 
run our site if we got a little extra help. Just a little extra cash. Just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. So we know you use Amazon. When you go to Amazon, instead of just going to Amazon.com, do glitchup.com slash Amazon and do all your ordering through there. You're still going straight to Amazon. It just so happens that when you use that link and order through there, we get a little kickback. Tiny. A tiny like, little kickback. Like 1% to 6%. Yeah. Like not a lot. So really appreciate you guys doing that for the, the couple of you that have already. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Glitchup.com slash Amazon. Do it next time you go and order some some pencils on Amazon, some toilet yes. paper, all that jazz. Yes. Let's talk trailers. There has been no trailers, by the way. Trailer time is light this week. This is just like the we saddest. We two. Oh. Two. <laughs> and they're both like second trailers, too. Yeah, I mean, I... It's like... Not kind of, but yeah, these aren't... We're like... We're, we're reaching here. Yeah. So the first one is for I, Tanya. Um, I guess this is actually technically the first full-length trailer. Mm-hmm. I, Tanya is about Tanya Harding, uh, starring Mar- Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, Allison Janney. A dark comedy, like just pitch-black comedy, it looks mm-hmm. like. Seems pretty interesting. It seems kind of like American Psycho-y. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe at times because Margot Robbie kind of like talks, breaks the fourth wall, it seemed like, just like randomly, like three yep. times during the trailer. Apparently, Margot Robbie had no idea that this story was true when she signed on for the movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Seriously? Well, she's what, from, you think it was like a reimagining? Or like, she's from did Australia, she even know? and uh, she well, like yeah. hadn't heard about it. And when she signed on, they were just like, yeah, like so you know this is like true. And she's like, what? Wow. <laughs> I just assumed this was just like some weird, whacked out idea that someone had. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think this looks dark and fun. Um I was confused by the tone initially, and then by the end, I was like, oh, this is just going to be like a really dark comedy. Um, the director looks like hasn't done too much noteworthy. He did Fright Night, The yeah. Finest Hours. That's about it. Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, okay. That's an interesting Yeah, that's a three movies there. Weird back catalog. This looks fun, I think. Margot Robbie can play a psycho pretty what well. Is and- that, what is that accent she's doing? Yeah. See, I don't really know the full story. I was a little too young to be all up, caught in all, all up and all the, caught all, up in all this hoopla, but I know it's a very interesting story, kind of tragic and ridiculous. So this could be fun. Yeah, um, I agree. I also have no idea what the full story is. I think I watched like the thirty for thirty on it or something, yeah. and that was several years ago. So I just completely forgot. Um, just her accent i've got to just come back to it i just like have no idea what that accent is it was like philadelphia like new england and like midwest thrown together a little bit of redneck yeah yeah i wonder how accurate it is to you know tiny harding so i don't yeah, know i don't know i guess guess we'll see should be should be a good one uh people have been raving about the performances in it mm-hmm. so should be an oscar player next up not an oscar player but Ugh first one was kind of funny daddy's home 2 is back will ferrell mark Wahlberg back as your favorite lovable terrible dads and mel gibson is in it this time and john cleese is in it as uh their respectable fathers essentially it's just up and up in the up in the dad game here yeah i'm gonna let you handle this one because i didn't see the first one and this guy's directed some movies that I hate, like Horrible Bosses 2, That's My Boy, Sex Drive. 
So no interest in seeing this one. And the additions of the dads makes it look so stupid. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Like, meet the parents. Meet the parents or whatever the second one was was so cringeworthy. And this looks bad as well. So go ahead. All yours. The first daddy's home was was okay. It wasn't terrible. It was it was enjoyable enough. The chemistry that Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell have is is pretty pretty off the charts to be honest. Okay. Um, I've talked about the other guys. Yeah. Far superior movie. It is way better, way funnier, way more adult humor. Yeah. Um, Daddy's Home is obviously more of a family movie, but it, part of it worked, part of it didn't. You know, you could be like, oh, this looks like some sort of stupid cash grab during the holidays, which it was. But because of their chemistry, it worked a little bit. I don't think this one's going to be good at all. Um, Not looking forward to it, to be entirely honest. I'm I'm about as excited uh, for this one as I am. Bad Mom's Christmas. (laughs) Which got ravaged by reviews, by the way. It's already getting... Already yeah. getting poor reviews. Yeah, it came out last weekend for some oh, reason. Oh, it's out. Yeah, all right. My favorite little, Christmas little movies early. come out before Thanksgiving, so a little early. All right, let's do uh, what you watching. What you watching? Why don't you lead us off? No, oh, I got one more than you. Um, so I, based on your wives, wives, not wives, your wife's <laughs> recommendation. My four wives. <laughs> your wife slash your my four sisters. sisters. <laughs> yeah. Recommendation. Um, I watched Summer Heights High, which was a one contained, like, eight episode New Zealand comedy that was on HBO, I think, like, ten years ago now, maybe. Wow. Just a mockumentary set at a high school in New Zealand. Um, Very, like, that kind of humor. Like, what we do in the shadows, Taika Waititi. The guy, the comedian that made it. Uh, plays three characters in the show. He plays like a just a dumbass punk fourteen year old boy, a a hot popular girl. <clears throat> she's supposed to be like super hot, and she's just a stuck up bitch. Even and she like looks like a man, so it's hilarious. And then a drama teacher who wants to make everything about himself. I was a little uneasy on it at first, but mm-hmm. after like the first two episodes i'd kind of like got a little bit more into it the humor is kind of hitting more and more instead of just being like oh i kind of hate these characters because they're all pretty bad people yeah but oh man it's insane the accents that he does and how he's like so pitch perfect in making all three of these characters seem different even though he's playing all of them um it's it's laugh out loud funny at times it's kind of cringeworthy at other times i recommend it it's really short it's only eight episodes yeah, all each. all of my wives love it. Um, and then apparently he's done two other shows: Jamie, Private School Girl, and yep. Jonah from Tonga. Yeah, and those are based on two of the characters that he plays in the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's hilarious. Uh, I will have to give it a shot based on both you guys liking it a lot. Yeah, um, I think it's streaming on HBO Go. If you guys have yep. access to that, uh, I have been watching Shameless for years. And season eight just premiered yesterday, and this is a really underwatched and I think criminally underrated show. It's one of my favorite drama Ds of all time. I'm from Chicago, and it helps that this is set on the south side of Chicago. It is about a family that is run by William H. Macy, who is a 
horrible person, horrible, horrible person, drunk, drug addict, terrible father. T- there's a terrible mother in it, and it's about five, six kids and how they survive in the south side of Chicago. Extremely underrated, very good dramedy that I don't think's ever won an Emmy. Uh, Emmy Rossum's in it, a couple other child actors that are fantastic. So highly recommend giving Shameless a shot if you're looking for some drama, comedy, action. Yeah, I've uh, I've never watched it, but everyone that I know that has watched it loves it. Yeah, it's very good. Underrated. What else are you watching? I went and saw the movie Only the Brave last week. Um, that is about the Granite City firefighters in Arizona, I believe it was. Um, very tragic story. Not going to ruin it. <laughs> um, you just did. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so true story. This is, like, a, just, like, a terrible fire, I think, maybe five years ago, ten years ago now. Um, stars Josh Brolin, Taylor Kish, um, James Badge Dale. <laughs> I don't know what else he's that? been in. Um, who else is there? Oh, Miles Teller is in it. Completely forgot oh, yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he plays sort of like a reformed druggie turning into like a good firefighter kind of thing. Um, it's, you know, your typical like uplifting, tragic story that I rave about when Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg do it. I was just going to say, this looks like a Peter Berg movie. Did he direct yeah. it? No, he did not. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski directed it, who I believe directed the newest Tron movie and Oblivion. Oh. Starring Tom Cruise. So it's an okay. interesting sort of shift from like heady sci-fi movies to this but uh it was really good it was very sad but it was really entertaining and um i would recommend it if you like sort of true story movies yeah i'll definitely catch that one rental or streaming at some point yeah um i am gonna go real deep in the archives here and i've been tired of not being able to be in the conversations that my friends have been having about south park so i've started to watch south park i had seen the movie way back in the day but never really watched the show started to watch this season probably just gonna literally work my way backwards uh, for like 10 seasons and then just find a top 50 south park episodes list and watch them all uh, it's funny. It's very low, obviously lowbrow, but yeah, I've been enjoying this season so far. I've heard previous couple seasons have been better than this season so far, so excited to kind of go back in time. Last season was a terrible season. Really? Yeah, I've was... heard the one before it was really good two years ago. Um, yeah, I think that that one was better. Last year, what like the past two years, they started doing this sort of season long sp- story arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of doing like just contained episodes about one thing and that kind of, it kind of suffered for that because they were mm-hmm. doing very like, instead of doing like their very topical focused stuff, they were doing the super long political storylines, which, yeah. you know, makes sense. Cause it was last year was a super politically charged year, yeah. but it, it last year was just so bad. It was, hmm. they were clearly thrown off by the fact that Trump won the election and they were trying to like figure out what to do because I think they had ideas for if Hillary won it, so they kind of were uh, thrown for a loop for that, and then it was just like a mess with their season-long arc that they were doing. I think that so. probably affected other shows too. I think I reading an art, remember reading an article about Veep that they were like, "Huh, we were gonna go a different direction, but now we'll we got to deal with this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were there were things on Veep where I saw like the writer said they had to like change certain jokes because they were like, "Well, shit, this is like a legitimate <laughs> yeah. thing that he might say, so we can't yeah. do this." Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's all I've been watching, man. Yeah. Um, It's been a light week on uh, watching. I watched Spirited Away, the 
I think the anime. most famous anime movie. Um, I You're hate Mr. anime. Non anime fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How yeah was I it? Ha- hated it. Um, I hated this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the best anime ever. You hated. I. It's just so ridiculous and. <laughs> Oh man, I just like, like a I giant was like panda bear or something. Yeah, no, it was just like a giant fucking everything, bunch of no. weird shit. <laughs> Nothing makes sense, and it's all just oh, it's cool world building. I will give them that. Mm. Rest of okay. it just made me want to put my fist through the wall. Okay, <laughs> don't don't watch it if you don't like anime <laughs> or cartoons or anything because you will just want to freak out. All right, let's do Stranger Things two review. Yes, we'll, so excited. We'll start with uh, more non-spoiler talk. Just like general. Which yeah. might be kind of hard to do, and then we'll move into more spoilery talk and maybe try and do it like episode by episode or like try and save, whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we'll start <laughs> out with non-spoilers. So this season on Stranger Things, Will is back, Will Byers, the kid that was missing last season. He's back with his family and his friends, but things are not quite right. As you could tell by the end of last season, he puked up like this little slug thing. Mm -hmm. Um, He is still sort of randomly tripping out and going, having visions of being in the upside down and seeing this gigantic monster thingy just looming on the horizon in the mist and fog. Eleven is maybe gone, maybe somewhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. She's not with the main crew. She kind of sacrificed herself last season to save the kids. Yep. Yep. Uh, We got a couple new players. We got Billy and Mad Max. Billy is sort of like a high school bully stereotype. Mad Max is his little stepsister that sort of befriends the boys. The kids Um, are going to be going through puberty soon. We got to get another girl on the show. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Mike is thrown for a loop because Eleven's gone and he was like in love with Eleven. Steve and Nancy are kind of on the rocks a little bit nancy they shoehorn in this justice for barb story um yep. with nancy and jonathan sort of trying to get justice for barb that whole thing sean astin's in it as bob um winona Ryder's new love interest he mm-hmm. is just a little just a nerdy little bear in this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's about it without giving up more yeah i mean dustin honest. lucas they are kind of just the the kids are just trying to get back to their own lives um and to me that was just like really they're like they just went through like hell and back and they're just gonna try and be normal kids again but yeah that's neither here nor there that's kind of where everybody's at this season that's kind of the story of of stranger things season two how do we want to start this what do we just want to say what we sort of liked or characters we liked or didn't like yeah let's just do in general liked and in general didn't like because i th- i think we're only going to be able to spend five minutes here yeah you know until because we just got to talk about the story because yeah. while it is a slow burn it's tough to talk about even stuff that happens in season two if you haven't started the season which if you haven't started the season why are you listening to this yeah so i don't think we need to spend too much time here um yeah. i obviously love i'll start with the music um it was so funny and i think everybody had the same reaction when that title card hit and netflix asked me if i wanted to skip intro i was like hell no i am not skipping this awesome intro and obviously the music was just incredible all season long was literally listening to the soundtrack halloween weekend so so awesome yeah when that that skip intro thing first off i respect it for some things because oh, for sure. some like a house some of cards intro was like 45 minutes long 
Yeah. Have you ever um, seen Boardwalk Empire's intro? It's <laughs> grating and long. Um, but Stranger Things intro is amazing. I agree wholeheartedly with the music. They must have shelled out a lot of money for some of the songs. I've, I have heard that they spent more on getting songs for the soundtrack than like anything this season. Like getting some of the licensed music cost them more than any other Jeez. like category in creating the show this season. Wow. Like they went all out on the 80s hits. They Not did. just the OST, but yeah, those the soundtrack songs. Yeah, that's impressive. I'll say the newcomers I was split on, um, sort of half and half for like, yep. didn't like. Some of them I thought they didn't devote enough development to. Some of them I thought they didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I liked the new people, but there were a couple that I was just kind of like, ah, get rid of them. I don't want them. Yep. And again, tough to talk about those yep. without spoilers, so <laughs> we'll, we'll save that. Um, what else did you like and didn't like? So I I actually liked the story a lot. I know some people had certain problems with certain aspects of it, but I think that it, it had to work out that way based on how it happened last season and to make logical sense with the reasoning um, yeah. of what happened at the end of last season and yep. sort of like what's going on in the town. That said, they made it like much bigger in scale, I think, but it yeah. didn't really feel that way. Yeah, I think... For me, they did the whole kind of, ugh, I can't say shit. Um, but yeah, they, they teased it being much larger than life, but it never really got to that point. And I think they did a good job at making it, you think that this was going to be this massive battle, and it really never got to be that. They kind of went from alien to aliens uh, on, on this movie. So whether it was just one thing they were fighting and this, it was, it was a couple things or many things, Yeah. but it never really was that like, let's fight this massive thing. Um, and I think they're obviously saving that for three and beyond. So yeah, I think I agree with you. They did a good job there. Yeah. Um, that, that's about it for like what I can say that I liked. Um, yeah. Should we talk about what we didn't like? Non-spoilers? One more thing I liked is I definitely think the CG was an upgrade from season one. They definitely got some more budget there. The um, Demogorgon in season one, I think, was a real... It was a pretty darn good mix of of practical and CG, but I I liked season two. Yeah, so um, they did a a little show, talk show, called Beyond the Stranger Things. I didn't Um, watch that yet, but... I watched a couple episodes, and the Duffer brothers who created the series were talking about the differences between budget for the first season versus this season. That's ridiculous. And they, and they said, um, essentially, the CGI for the first season was just one guy working it. So they shot, like, the Demogorgon in the first season was just a big, tall guy in, like, a yeah. weird suit. And then they would just, like, loop him up with oil and stuff to make him look more real. And then after it all ended, they, had, they brought in one single guy to do mm. the CGI and After Jeez. Effects. This season, they had, like, Teams. a gigantic room Te- yeah. of people to do it all. So that I think that's probably why it looks a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have lots of likes, didn't likes on the characters, but we'll, we'll save that. Yeah. Um, didn't like, for me, non-spoilers, uh, there were some character decisions that I thought were very dumb. Um, mm-hmm. that I did. Yep, that I did not like at all. And I will get more in depth with that in spoilers. But there will um, be times where you'll be like, God, oh, I want to hit someone, whoever wrote this. And then I, I want to go over each character real quick, non-spoiler. Um, so Mike Finn Wolfhard, I didn't like how he really didn't have much to do this season. Uh, I don't really know that there's anything else that I liked. He's a good actor and I, I like the kid. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll hold on the rest there. <laughs> Dustin, uh, I like that he, ha- he got teeth. Um, Curly Whites, I didn't like many of his new catchphrases, and I'm just not the biggest fan of, of Dustin. Everybody kind of fawns over this kid, but we'll talk about that more. Any, anything you want to say there? Could not agree more. <laughs> All right. Lucas, I really liked how he had a lot more to do this season. I feel like yep. they wrote him very well. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that I didn't like about Lucas. No, I thought he was great. 11, I will hold on. Um, Nancy Wheeler. <laughs> I think she performs at one point the best drunk young girl acting I have ever seen in my life. Like, at one point she gets drunk at a party, and that is, like, the most perfect drunk girl at a party who doesn't know how to handle her liquor I've ever seen. Yeah, it was, it was, I, like, almost had to start clapping on my couch. It was so good. Didn't like that she wasn't hungover the next morning. (laughs) Like, you gotta, you gotta play some hangover there. Um, I think I have some smaller notes on the other characters. The guy who plays Will Byers, the uh, the the dude who was lost all season long last season. I think that kid can act. That kid is so good. Oh my god, yeah. Um, there are certain scenes this season where he's doing some visual acting because you know things are happening to him, and I thought he knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly couldn't tell if the symptoms he was showing were CG or him just being awesome at visual acting. That little kid was running circles around everyone else acting. For sure. And it, and it's kind of it took me by surprise cuz he was so va- he wasn't around last season. Yeah. And that that little dude can act. I like him a lot. Um I like that they gave Winona Ryder more due this season besides freak out. Um liked that. Anything there? Uh I hate Winona Ryder. I think she sucks at <laughs> acting, so. Yeah, okay. I can I can see that. And then yeah. We'll save the rest for later. Anything else you want to talk about characters? Um, yeah, just let me say that Steve Harrington, uh, yes. the man with all the hair, is no joke. I think he's the best character on the show. He's the best, like, developed character on the show. And he might Agreed. be one of the best, like, developed high school characters in anything ever. Anything ever. Uh, he's the MVP. He's the greatest. He has the best story where you hate him and now you love him. Yeah. Like, he's the shit. Yeah, it's. I will go more in depth on that. Uh, let's do spoilers. it. I'm tired let's of just beating around the bush. Let's just let's just jump to spoilers. All right. I thought the season started pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought the first like two episodes when it's like Halloween time and they're yes. and they're like little things. They're getting back in the groove thing. It's very mm-hmm. like ooh, a little upbeat. I'm like hell yeah. What's gonna go wrong? Um, the arcade stuff was sweet. Yep. Like just that scene where he walks outside. I really actually liked those scenes with Will where he was just like tripping out, freaking out, and like zoning back into the those were like some very intense scenes mm-hmm. um i thought it sort of fell a little flat in the middle a little bit episode seven was the worst episode of all time yeah let's just talk about episode seven okay. so episode seven is it just feels very out of place and it follows 11 meeting who nine eight, eight. eight. yeah and she's just this weird looking like Who's the girl from the office? <laughs> Mindy Kaling. She's Mindy Kaling with a horrible haircut, and she yeah, can punk. make she can make people see stuff that isn't happening. And she has these band of misfits that like rob banks Fucking, and shit. Yeah, one one dimensional like neo punk yeah. losers. And this, this is a polarizing episode. Some people love this because they're like they're trying something new, but to me, it felt like an attempt to get a, a spinoff. And just to test the waters for making Stranger Things an X-Men spinoff. Like, I hated it so much. 
Yeah, it. Ugh, oh man, it was it was so bad, and that character is just not good. Mm-mm. Like the actress wasn't bad; it's was just like the character sucked, and all of those characters sucked. Mm-hmm. And like I understand maybe if they want to say that they weren't doing it to like try and like test the waters for a spinoff because it was sort of like an emotional pivoting point for Eleven, for 11 but yeah. they could have done it without it. It helped. The only thing that it did for the actual story was help Eleven focus her stronger powers a little bit more. And also maybe set up a return for Dr. Brenner or Papa. Papa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I I think maybe if they would have done it earlier in the season, it it wouldn't have been so hated. But I think by that point, you know, things were starting to build and then you're just screaming at the TV, go back to my story. What the well, they they end they end episode six on such a huge cliffhanger, and you're yep. like, oh, this is like it's like this is like the highest point that we're that we've been at, and then it switches to this contained story. Yeah, and it's just like oh, of of a group of characters that we saw for two minutes at the beginning of the first episode. Yeah, episode seven, we hated it. Did you like it? Let us know. I don't think I've talked to anybody that really liked it, but I've seen yeah. peeps on the net trying to mm-hmm. back it up as I don't know. It was just corny, bad. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah. Um. And then I mean, after episode seven, I thought episode eight might have been the the best episode they've done yet, season one or season two. And then the finale was dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The finale was really good. And l- let me talk a little bit about how I feel like they went from alien to aliens. Like obviously, in Alien, you got one alien, you got one Demogorgon. In this, you're fighting hordes of them. Mm-hmm. So I think they, you know, they upped the ante a little bit, and they did tease that big apocalyptic xenomorph looking spider thing. But she barely fights it at the end. You know, yeah. she kind of just closes a gap when he's like spooking around behind this <laughs> this world tear. Um, so definitely holding back a little bit for season three. But the stakes felt like they they definitely were were upped. Let me. Yeah, I agree. The uh, I don't even know what we want to call it. The mind flare. I think is what they call it. Um, that giant thing. Yeah, the giant yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was underutilized, and clearly, the final scene of this season is kind of like, oh, it's looming over the kids, and yep. it's, it's never seen Eleven before. Now it knows what Eleven is. It wants a piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly, it's gonna come out sometime in the future. I would assume. It was just kind of weird. I kind of like wanted more of it, and I thought it was going to be much more face-to-face stuff other than just like it being just shadowy and shit. Yeah, I mean, at one point, like, it's smoky arms kind of chase Will a little bit, but that's really all it did Mm -hmm. to people. Like, it didn't hurt anyone, really, aside from kind of taking Will over. Um, Do you have anything else, like, uh, episode to episode? It's easiest for me to talk about, like, the characters one by one briefly. Yeah, no, let's let's do characters. So Mike, I thought I was disappointed by his arc this season. I feel like all he did was fawn over missing Eleven, and he was a real dick to that new girl. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was (laughs) hilarious. He was just a real dick. Um, Boy, he did not like her around. No, You want to talk about this new girl? Yeah, let's talk about her. Um, I'll talk about Mike quick. Yeah. I do. Finn Wolfhard, he's a great actor, and I thought Mike Mike was obviously like the MVP of – season one behind like 11 and Steve yeah. at the end. I, it's understandable why he didn't have as much to do because he's just kind of like, he's like worried about his best friend, will who's still fucked up from mm-hmm. what happened in season one. Uh, he's missing his like cutie, his little yep. cutie pie he's in 11. Baby. 
Um, he doesn't know if she's alive or not. He just like thinks she is. Um, yeah. So he's just yeah he's just they kind of let him just sort of mope around essentially and I mean he plays it pretty well without it just feeling like oh my god get this kid off my screen yeah but I do agree I kind of wish he had a little bit more to go more more to do I should say underutilized yeah Mad Max um she I actually liked her a lot she was kind of annoying at points I should mm-hmm. say just because I think they made her a little bit like just they didn't really do enough of building up her character and sort of pointing out these things with her other than being like, Oh, her brother's a fucking dick and she's a new girl in town. But, um, I liked her. I think, I think she served a a good purpose. What, what was her purpose? Um, (laughs) because I didn't like her. (laughs) I I, think, um, no, go ahead. I I think, I think she helped the, the kids sort of, I think like you, I mean, like, I know you kind of think that they sort of come into the season. They've already accepted everything that happened, but Mm -hmm. I think her being there makes them have to think a little bit more about what happened in season one and what's going on right now. And then accept sort of what happened in this world that they're living in. Because like when Lucas tells her what happened, she's like, "Oh, it's bullshit," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, shit." And that's all, that's one like of the things that. that I like. It's like what I really liked about Stranger Things is like the adults believe this shit because they've seen it happen, and then you go from that to having somebody who's just second guessing everything they say and like being like, "Oh, that just sounds stupid." Where it's like, "No, it's fucking real." Like this Stranger Things, like this, this stuff happens. But I see where I see where you're coming from. It's you know bringing it a little bit more down to earth. Yeah. Um. But I wasn't the biggest fan of her. Uh, I think there was one line where she was, like, Lucas was trying to hit on her, and she was like, "Bye, bye, stalker. Have a nice life." And like some of the lines were just, I thought, pretty bad for her. But I, I think she was there because they needed another girl for oh, these yeah. guys to interact with. So I get it. Uh, but I didn't love her, and <laughs> especially her brother. Do you want to oh talk about God, him? Jesus, Billy. What the hell. It was like the Friday that it came out and I was sitting at work reading articles and someone posted that wrote this article. It was like, Billy is your new favorite Stranger Things character. And I saw the picture of him like sitting on his Mustang with like his denim jacket unbuttoned like all the way down with his mullet. And I was like, this dude's a fucking badass. I, I love him, especially after what they did with Steve. Yeah. And I was like, this dude looks amazing. And I started watching. I was like, oh my God, I've never hated anyone more in my he life. He sucks. And they so never, much. they do, they do one thing with him. They do minutes of character with, development with to his, make you realize how yeah, it is. Yeah. With his dad, like just being a, an even worse of a person, yeah. um, like just like beating on him is clear that he's like abused this kid emotionally and physically throughout his entire life. But still it's just like, that isn't enough for the rest of him to be the rest of his season to just be the worst meanest rudest possibly racist person in the show yeah. yeah i agree i get that you gotta have a stereotypical 80s bully on the show but there was a lot of screen time developed to the, uh, dedicated to this guy with not much character development just him being in the same dick in every single scene yeah it was weird because they, like they were doing that and they featured him so much and i was like when are they gonna like give us a little bit more into him when are they gonna like start making him turn a little bit or at least make him feel like more of a real person than just like a one note villain. Yeah. And they just never did it until the what the second to last episode and they mm-hmm. did it for 2 minutes and then he turned into an asshole again. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see what season, what Stranger Things 3 holds for him, but yeah, he was disappointing. Probably Maybe. the most disappointing character on the show so far. Oh, <laughs> besides 
eight or nine or whoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe we'll see. I will say that the basketball scenes were hilarious with him. Like when he <laughs> yeah. like shoves Steve over to steal the ball, no foul apparently, no. and then goes down and does an in between the legs layup, underhand yeah. layup. <laughs> Yeah. The most famous athletic move there is. Also, if you're wondering who that guy is, Billy from Stranger Things, I think is Jason is his name in the new Power yep. Rangers reboot. Yeah. The Red Ranger. And he is, he is very British, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's a surprise. I'm always, yeah, I'm always taken aback when that happens. Yeah. Um, so let's go on to 11. We've pretty much talked about, but I love Millie Bobby Brown. Um, I... I wish she would have more lines every season. I want to see her act more because I really think she can act mm-hmm. quite well. Get tired of seeing her look at things and waggle her hand around and cry a lot. Um, but she was excellent this season. Yeah, it sucked that she was kind of kind of shut up in that cabin for most of the season. But like I said yeah. before, I didn't have as much of a problem with it as other people did. Um, especially because her and Hopper together was great oh, um yes. like this season really excelled in the pairings that it was setting up mm. and i think like everyone's talking about dustin and steve but i think 11 and hopper were probably the best pairing um, i would watch a whole season of them too just being awkward in that cabin yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really good yeah they had a good relationship uh dustin we'll talk about dustin and steve so dustin is is everybody's sweetheart everybody loves dustin but i get annoyed by the kid i, I really do I was. I don't like him. I was so angry, like during all of his scenes, except for when he was with Steve, because it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, Steve makes everything great. Yeah, the biggest thing, the almost the biggest problem I have with this season is Dart, which is a. Yep, you were gonna say it. I see you. Yes. Uh, a demogorgon-like leech that turns into a demogorgon dog, demodog. And this whole season, he's fawning over it, and he thinks it's, like, this nice creature that he can keep as a pet. It murders his damn cat, and he still is like, yo, I can be friends with it. Like, you've been through hell and back. You it know also, this. <laughs> he knows this thing is going to turn in at a certain point. Like, I get it when it was small, like, yes. whatever. But then, like, once he sees it growing and starts eating things, it's like, oh, shit, that's one of the things that abducted my best friend yeah. and then kept him and fucked him up for life. Yes. And he's just like, uh, I really like him. You can give him three musketeers. No, you idiot. Yeah. And it's cute because he has kind of a speech impediment and yeah. we can all like, no, oh no, I, that was the dumbest decision of any character on this entire show. <sighs> uh, but when the, when he hooked up with Steve finally, and you know, they were trying to catch it. Like that was fantastic. Steve oh, yeah. became the best babysitter ever and enjoyed that pairing as well. Yeah, no, that was, that was great. And they're sort of, Like, obviously, I think with those, with Dustin, there was two sort of homages. I know we want to talk about this later, but um, obviously, I think with Dart, that was kind of like an E.T. thing, right? Yep. Especially Mm -hmm. with the candy. Um, And then with Steve, especially when they're walking down, like, the train tracks, that's, like, very, like, stand by me. Yeah. Um, So, I like that. And I think why it worked with Steve and Dustin is because Steve, like, still doesn't fully like him he's just like still kind of being like a dick to him a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. and he's just sort of like i guess i'm here like he gets pulled into it just randomly he's trying to make up to his girlfriend and then yeah his little fucking kid comes running by he's like no you're coming with me because i did something stupid like steve is how old like making up with his girlfriend is the most important thing ever (laughs) to him right now and then this little kid comes up like i have this monster we gotta go hunt it (laughs) he's like god i don't want to do this right now i want to get laid (laughs) <laughs> how about this next pairing nancy wheeler and jonathan byers oh my god 
uh, fan service much. Yeah. Uh, one of the few problems I had as well with this show was was that forced side story and relationship. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I didn't care that much about the relationship. It was, like, clearly, like, fan service based on mm-hmm. the first season. The whole storyline that they had this season was terrible, mainly because I don't care about Barb. Yeah. That and was fan service too. That was fan service because everyone was mad that Nancy didn't feel guilty enough in the first season, and now it's like, oh, let's make her super guilty a year later yeah, and have shame. to let's rewrite her character. Yeah. Oh god, it was brutal. Yeah, didn't like that pairing. One of the few sore spots for me of this season. So really, so far we just have Dustin kind of annoys us. Yeah. We didn't like episode seven, and yep. we didn't like this relationship. Those are the only real problems we've had with the season so far. Yeah, um, that's right. Let's talk about Winona Ryder and Bob. Yeah. This whole season, I was waiting for Bob to be bad. What about really? You? Yeah, I was like, this guy is too nice. He is from the corporation. He's a wow. scientist. It never happened though. He was huh. just a really, really good dude. And when he finally died, I was like, shit. I've been harping on him for being some like closet <laughs> scientist bad guy. And he was actually just a really fun, happy, big, dumb, happy dude. Yeah, see, I thought the other way um, versus your original expectation. I just thought he was just going to be that kind of dope, yeah. nice guy that was going to die inevitably. Right. So I had a feeling that was going to happen at some point. Although I was surprised when um, I did really like this with this character when it's him and Will in the car. And oh, Will's yeah. talent. Like, Bob is clueless, obviously, the entire season about what's going on. on Till essentially the episode that he dies. And then, but when they're in the car and he's like telling Will about like the dreams, his nightmares that he had. And he's like, you just got to stand up to him. <laughs> this is like the worst advice of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that backfired. Yeah. So I, I loved that aspect. And like, he's just like, is so clueless, has no idea what's going on. I thought, I thought he was great. Uh, yeah. Same here. And Winona Ryder was kind of a dick to him. He was just trying to help and she's like pushing him away. Yeah, Joyce Byers went on a writer. I did like that they gave her more to do this season than just like have googly crazy eyes mm-hmm. and glitch around all season. Um, I think she's an okay actress. I think some people were overselling her acting in season one. Like they're like, oh, she's amazing. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing every scene. Um, so I, I liked her better this season. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think she's a good actor. I hate her. I hate the way she talks. I don't even like know what it is. I just can't listen to her and that just ruins it all. Um, uh, anything else you want to go over? If not, we can uh, go through some of the ridiculous eighties homages that the Duffer brothers threw in here. Let me, let me hit on a couple things. So, sure. so we talked a little bit about the, the new characters. Uh, I actually liked Brett Gelman, who was the private oh, investigator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. He was great. I did actually really like the scene, even though we hated the Jonathan and Nancy stuff, when they did finally go to him in like his weird little yeah. creepy bunker. First off, a very problematic scenario there. This yeah. dude is getting like high schoolers drunk and telling yeah, them and to have sex. Convincing them to sleep over. <laughs> like, what the hell? He did have some hilarious lines in that, though. Like, the next morning, he was like, how was the pull out? That was yeah. just like the funniest line I've ever heard. Yep. Um, Beautiful. And so many layers. Yeah, there's it was I thought he was really funny and interesting enough to go. I'd still don't know if he like believed them entirely, I think. Yeah. Um but but I like that. I assume he'll be back at some point. Paul Reiser, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was uh, I think he was only they really wanted to get him because he was in Aliens and they in wanted Alien. someone Homage. from that. 
I like that he they didn't bring him in as just like another Dr. Brenner and just like an evil scientist guy. He was actually like nice and yeah. cared about these people and cared about sort of like fixing this problem that they created. He was um, just a doctor that really couldn't figure things out, but at least yeah. was trying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that was a nice balance, and I think that was one of their better characters that they've created. That is clearly trying to balance ethics with what should be done to sort of serve the greater good there. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. And then Steve, I want to talk about how Steve is the best character ever. So the first season, everyone is talking like Steve. All of a sudden, is good this season. Steve was good at the end of last season. Yeah, what? It, Steve, I loved Steve last season. People are saying like he's awesome this season. No, really? he's always been awesome. Yeah. He started out last season, obviously, like, sort of a stereotypical bully, high school jock kind of guy. The big problem that everyone had with him was he, like, broke Jonathan's camera because yeah. Jonathan was taking creepy pictures of his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he anyone would... would do that. What? Didn't he also do something mm-hmm. to, like, call Nancy a slut in front of the whole school or something? Yeah, he did do that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but, that's like, pretty shitty. <laughs> but... But it was, but he like showed remorse throughout the season. It was like I think it was nice because, in a lot of shows and movies, they make like these boyfriends either like the worst people in the world or mm-hmm. the best person in the world. And Steve is a nice balance between that. Steve's a much more real person because he makes stupid high school mistakes, but he also tries to reconcile those. Yeah. At the same time. And, yeah, at the end of the season, he saves the day. He it, helps them kill that Demogorgon. Totally. It, it's a welcome, welcome character shift that I, I don't think anybody who watched season one saw coming that he becomes awesome. Yeah. And um, and he, in second season, he's just even better. It's, it's sort of like a... He goes from whatever, trying to be like a good boyfriend to being like a good babysitter. He's like lost in life. He doesn't know if he's going to go to school because he's not very smart. Doesn't mm-hmm. know if he's going to like stick around because his girlfriend is boning some other dude. Yeah. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. But like he, he never freaks out at a certain point. It just kind of shows that he grew from being like that dick in the first season to being like a good person in the second one. Yep. Oh, gets me all riled up that everyone's like, oh, he's finally good. It's like, he was always good. Yeah, it's like, did they even watch season one? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And he also had one of the funniest scenes when him and Nancy went over to Barb's parents' house and they're eating KFC and then Nancy goes to the bathroom and he's just sitting there awkwardly and he takes a bite. He's like, this is finger licking good. And then her yeah. fat dad is like, oh. Yeah. yeah, that was an amazing scene. He just, it's like all quiet. He's like, finger licking good. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, oh, I did one last thing. I did like the um, when this is one of the good Dustin moments was when they were all sort of trying to figure out what's going on. And Dustin is like using D&D, I think, to explain what this mind flayer thing is. And yep. everyone's like all the adults and like older people are like, what the fuck is this kid talking <laughs> yeah. about? And he's just like yeah. going crazy trying to talk about it. I like that a lot. Yeah, that that was funny. Just him being himself and like being just again, trying to take what they used in season one to explain what was going on again in season two was, yeah. was a good callback. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, give it a rating, give season two a rating. So let's, let's say what season one rating was and season two rating. So I think season one was an a, yep. I agree for me. I, I like everyone obviously thought it was the greatest thing in the world because it was such a surprise and I agree. I loved it, but I, it wasn't mm-hmm. like out of this world. Great, but it was still awesome. This a. season I would say B plus. I would give this season an a minus. Okay. Um, w- usually, 
you get these awesome season ones and season two sometimes falls flat thought they did a good job making season two very very close to on par with season one so a minus for me b plus to you yep cool still very bingeable like i i watched it in 10 hours i think 12 hours so yeah so Uh, awesome do we want to do we want to go over homages or we want to just hop into uh sort of like where we think this is gonna go in season um let me do a couple homages um we we've been teasing it so we got we got to talk about it real quick for sure um so there are so many lists here. I'm just going to go over. <laughs> I really don't even know where to start. Um, there's a 10 best homages in Stranger Things Season 2. Oh, yeah, there's... Another, another thing I love. Uh, when go they're ahead. dressing up as the Ghostbusters, and yes. Mike is mad at Lucas for not dressing up as Winston, I think, or whatever yeah, his name yeah. is. And he's like, who the hell would want to be him? He's not even funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, what they were applying by him not being yeah. Winston was just so good. And he's like, no, screw that. <laughs> so good. Um, let me just let me just name drop a couple of these. So Sean Astin was in Goonies. So there's like there's a casting choice there. Paul Reiser was in Aliens. Casting choice there. Um, Winona, Winona Ryder, um, I guess, was in Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, Billy's haircut apparently is supposed to mirror Rob Lowe's haircut in St. Elmo's Fire never seen that movie um obviously in the 80s episode of strangers or in the halloween episode of strangers things they're in ghostbusters outfits not going to beat that one in your head Mm -hmm. um nancy and steve are dressed as risky business characters really that's what it was i was confused on what that was yes um don't not really familiar with that movie so i'm not going to go into details there have you ever seen that uh yeah Okay. Tom Cruise. Millie Bobby Brown is watching The Days of Our Lives on TV. The Terminator flips by pretty briefly. Um, episode three is when he gets when Dustin gets Dart, and I guess yeah, it could be E. T., but it also could be in the vein of Gremlins, where oh, the guy really wants to keep yeah. this cute and cuddly thing, but it has an extremely dark side. Oh. The, uh, the cat that gets murdered in Alien looks exactly like the cat that gets murdered by Dart. It's a very, very similar uh, type of cat. I'm going to actually stop here because there are way too many for me to discuss, and we've gone kind of long. Uh, let's go into what we think Season 3 is going to do, yep. and then uh, we'll call it a day. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Season 3, for me, I think it's probably going to stay this level. might go a little bit like bigger a little bit more commitment to bigger action i think um mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think the mind flare or big old shadow tentacle thing is going to be back next season i think that might be a season four thing i think we might get someone else um we might even get eight coming and being like oh, screw you 11 and being like a villain in that way um because oh, they might no. need to realize that they need to do something with this woman that no. they're not going to get a spinoff of now no <clears throat> or dr brenner coming back i could see that too yeah i'm with you i think they they hold off on the big bad the giant beast mm-hmm. until the season after and we get dr brenner back next season i don't know how long they can keep trying to have these characters like go back to school and forget everything that happened like it's almost like jurassic park everybody keeps trying to forget what happened and open another damn park like you can yeah. only do that so many yeah. times until the audience is like you gotta be kidding me yeah so i don't know if they'll focus as much as like getting the kids back to their normal lives next season i think next season might be more of a romp instead of 
kids try and go back to school for three episodes, then shit goes back, shit goes down again. Yeah, I would like to see more of that camaraderie between the kids hanging out, like there yeah, was everybody together. One. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean, when they did everyone together, it worked out really well. Yeah, it's almost like everybody complaining about how Arrested Development season three. You didn't have everybody together, and those yeah. were the best parts of Arrested Development season one and two, where it's just everybody bantering and like how everybody played off each other. So, would love to see more of that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, that about wraps it up. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. So that's it for Stranger Things two. Uh, B plus from me, A minus from mm-hmm. Andy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, highly recommend watching it. You'll just binge the heck out of it. It's like crack. It is. It's- for your eyes TV. thank you for listening yet again uh remember to subscribe like review download all that stuff share it if you want let's try and get some more listeners Sounds and good. remember glitchup.com slash amazon for all your amazon needs see you next week <laughs>